Hi, and welcome to Cooking with the Hazelnuts. Today, we're going to be... Well, look who's entered the studio, Debbie Hazelton. Well, Debbie, you have a bounce to your step, and you're looking like you have lots of energy. What do you attribute that to? Vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. I see. What are we going to be talking about today on the show? Vegetables, 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 vegetables. Huh. What constitutes curry? Curry. What Ask a silly question. Curry is, is a spice. It's a whole mixture of different spices, like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I know I'm messing this up here. I think is, cumin or cumin is in there. And, and oh, I know this isn't it. The only thing that comes to mind right now is Kalamazoo. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like Kalamazoo. <laughs> The ingredient I was trying to think of was cardamom. Cardamom. And as the show progresses, all this and more coming up next. Would you like to have Cooking with the Hazelnuts as a podcast? You can subscribe manually. The URL is http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash hazelnuts.xml. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, well, I'm not everybody, but <laughs> but <You're> I. Not. <laughs> okay, I am. All right. You're not with all yourselves. I'm all myself are here. Yes. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Ah. Well, it's good to be back once again, and we Yay. are off our hiatus. Off our hiatus. Off our rockers. <laughs> yeah. Or should I speak for myself only? Well, anyway. Well, I think the audience can speak for both for of us. For both of us, yeah. <laughs> like, That's hey, man, what's like wrong us. with you guys? That's why they like us, because we're silly. Yeah. Cooking should be fun. Well, we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk to you about today. We do. Well, um, I remembered a really good book that actually is on NLS. It's on Bard. It's in Braille. And I believe it is called The Roasted Vegetable Book. In two volumes. And you were reading that in what manner? In Braille on my on hand. I looked at it before, but now I'm actually going through it and I'm I'm looking up things and I'm marking in it so that I can find things. I was thinking this morning, I, I really, I think there's so much of our food that is just, well, it's just not as good as mm-hmm. it should be. To help with more people eating vegetables, because if we eat more vegetables, we can have a bigger portion and fewer calories and more nutrients. And everything I read says, no matter what you eat, whether you eat meat or not, my favorite nutritionist always would tell people, vegetables, 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 vegetables. So... Then there are the people like Jeff Bishop and others that don't like them. And and it's understandable. I don't like all vegetables, but to make them taste good. I mean, if they're well prepared, they can taste sweet. Just, as you would say, delicious. Having said that, there's a lot of people that like and don't like. Mm -hmm. Lots of categories within certain types of vegetables. Like, I happen to just love curry. That's a vegetable? Well, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, if you were like on the East Coast, <laughs> you would say, here, I'm going to offend a lot of East Coast people. Are you ready for this? <laughs> You'd go, that's a vegetable. <laughs> that's a vegetable. 
Oh, God, no. But curry can be beef curry, chicken curry, fish curry, and even vegetable curry. Huh. What constitutes curry? Curry. What is <laughs> Ask a silly question, you get. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. It's curry is is a spice. It's a whole mixture of different spices. Like, oh my gosh, I I'm, I know I'm messing this up cumin terribly. Is, cumin or cumin is in there, cumin, and I don't. And oh, <laughs> I know this isn't it. The only thing that comes to mind right now is Kalamazoo, and that's not. <laughs> 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 and it's not Kalamazoo, no. but it sounds like Kalamazoo. <laughs> but if you look up curry, if you like, if you look up what spices are in curry, um, it will it will tell you. I mean, it, it being like Google or whatever to use for search the makeup. I'm really curious about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can look it right curious. up. <laughs> It's a delay or something. <laughs> yeah, you can. It'll say it not not Kalamazoo. <laughs> oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of it, but that's your assignment, folks. Is look up curry. And how do we spell it? C U R R Y. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, because you know when Doug Rose was talking about his soup last week, he was talking about different kinds of curry. Because when I first had it, I didn't like it when my mother made something with it. And now I'm knowing that I really haven't given it enough of a chance because when I make the squash soup, it's in there and I love it. So Yeah, yeah. we made squash soup a few weeks ago. Yeah, we talked about it in the last Mm -hmm. show. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, there was curry in that. Mm -hmm. Yep, in mine too. a couple little shots of Kalamazoo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, I wish I could remember that spice. It just reminds me of that sound. Well, turmeric, I believe, is in it, maybe. Well, I, I guess the best thing to do is... That doesn't sound like Kalamazoo. <laughs> no, but mm-hmm. I guess the best thing to do is to just look it up and okay. and have them, uh, you know, we could always, like, report what it is on, you know, on the show or ask somebody who really knows something. <laughs> <laughs> But there's all kinds of, there's Chinese curry, Indian curry, uh, mm-hmm. so there's var- variants of curry, there's there's different types of curry that you can put uh, in things, vegetable, chicken, fish, beef, lamb. Personally, I think they're all good. Well, I'll have to experiment. I know in the roasted vegetable book, they talk a lot about putting vegetables on a cookie sheet or in a baking dish, and they talk about... You know, depending on what it is you're making, you might want to use a baking dish with sides that come up a couple of inches. And in some cases, you might want to use a cookie sheet that's more flat and doesn't and shallow. And then they talk about uh, salt, like good sea salt and either butter or I, you know, I use smart balance a lot, which isn't really made from butter. You know, can use something, and it's not a margarine. Um, And then there's, or you could use olive oil or coconut oil. And they talk about baking these at very high temperatures, anywhere between 425 and 500. If you have a, if you have a stove or an oven. (laughs) Yeah, if and you finally do. I sure do. But I'm also thinking these would and do work well in our air fryer. Mm -hmm. And on the Opti Grill. Uh-huh. 
So, you know, uh, lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. And you were, you were asking me the other day uh, what the temperature was on the manual setting of the OptiGrill, and my answer was, I don't know. There's a lot of things that she asked me, I don't know. I know it. I'm so disappointed, Randy. Yeah, I thought you were uh, the only thing. You've really let me down. I, know. I, I could. Oh, well, I, from now on, whenever you ask me a question or how to do things, I'll just say, I don't have any idea, and then you'll still stop asking <laughs> oh, okay well um, i thought you were gonna say you were gonna just make up something <laughs> i could do that too you'll never know which direction this will go right. so if anybody in the audience wants to ask me something <laughs> i'll find out what answer you've given you really good answers a lot you taught me how to use the pressure cooker yeah i know you um helped me with the air fryer you know you really did oh i so. know seriously uh I don't know what the the exact temperature is on the manual setting of the OptiGrill, and there are people that are still buying OptiGrills, and they're yes, still they are, and they're happy with them. Yeah. So uh, this is what I do if I roast vegetables on the OptiGrill. I really much uh, around this household, we're a big fan of coconut oil, mm-hmm. and uh, what I do is use spices uh, and coconut oil to put. Uh, on my vegetables that I'm going to have to roast. And man, that I'm telling you guys, the, the OptiGrill on the manual settings, it's hot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it is. I've at, done asparagus, but I didn't ever think about what the temperature was. I didn't and either. I, you know, you're not going to get any beeps on the manual setting. Right. But if you just open it up and pierce it with a fork, you'll have an idea of whether, you know, how tender it is or how hard it is still. Or take a little uh, sample, yeah, and then um, you know, obviously, you know, cool it down or whatever method, you know, wave it around or blow on it or whatever it is you do to. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you're doing some kind of a crazy dance, doesn't it? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's a really good way of roasting vegetables if you have an air fryer or the manual setting on the Opera Grill or. Whatever grill that you have, get it at its highest point and start roasting. Well, and this lady said that there were there have been picky people even in her family, and and she said when when she started roasting green beans, she said she couldn't. She had to make an extra bowl. All of a sudden, a, she'd take them out of the oven, and a bowl of them would just disappear before dinner. Even the kids loved them, and other people would just eat them as a snack. And that book gives things for pizzas and all, all kinds of things with, with vegetables roasted. As an example, when we talked uh, on the show to you guys uh, in the past, like a year ago, um, I had demonstrated a cauliflower pizza crust. That's just wonderful. And you can use you know whatever toppings you want. But, but since we're in the roasted vegetable vein, wonderful tomatoes and green peppers and onions and all kinds of good things can be done on a uh, cauliflower type pizza crust which goes in the same line as you were talking about with the portobello mushrooms yes i was i got some of those Ooh, i was stalling there did you catch that <laughs> i had to try to think of the word portobello oh. <laughs> yeah portobello. i got some to do uh maybe tomorrow and they can be like steak. I mean, they can be like meat, you know, the portobello mushrooms. No, I don't know if I've ever tried them. I don't think I have. 
I used to put them on multi-grain uh, Italian bread and put some roasted garlic, dill, olive oil, and uh, maybe some basil and a little bit of tomato and, and put a piece of bread on top and make a panini and do them on the grill. Oh, oh man. You know, I always tell myself I'm not going to get hungry when I'm going to do these ones. Because I, I ate a bowl of chili, maybe uh, some six-gun chili about mm, an hour and a half ago. Yeah. And uh, I treated myself to a date and oatmeal cookie. And I thought, well, that's that's it. And now she's talking about all these good things, and they sound really good. Um, th- another kind of uh, mushroom that I really like, and uh, they are... You can stuff them with all kinds of good things, like uh, you know, you can stuff them with meat type um, dishes. And I, I can't really come up with an example right now, but any kind of stuffing you can stuff mushrooms. Any stuffing, a lot of stuffing. Rabbit stuffing, regular poultry stuffing. Yeah. And the yeah. mushroom I'm talking about is called the trumpeter mushroom. Oh, you ever seen one of those? No. They have a real long. You probably think I'm joking, but I'm <laughs> I'm really not. Um, but um. It has a stem, a really long stem, maybe, oh, I don't know, three inches or something. And then it has a bell at the end. You know what I mean by yeah. mm-hmm. bell? Bells out. Mm-hmm. And for, for those who don't, uh, if you've ever had your hands on a trumpet, it's exactly yeah. like the bell of a trumpet that you can stuff full of stuff, yeah. uh, stuffing. And those of you who don't know what a trumpet feels like, um, it's like a gramophone horn. Um, that the music comes out. If you don't know what that is. <laughs> well, you know what a bell is. Yeah. Um, uh, big wide opening. Yep. With a kind of a curve around it, like a, a curved sides. Yeah. With a great big um, aperture in the middle, middle of it that you can stuff full of, of stuffing. Great, great mushroom. Um, asparagus is great, grilled or roasted or... I think would be great in the air fryer. I mean, I think a lot of these things, in knowing what the book suggests for temperature for each vegetable, uh-huh. is going to guide me in what to do with them in the air fryer. So I'm really excited. I think that's going to be very cool. So do you have a variant of uh, temperatures of like, like what's on a real low setting for vegetables and what's a higher setting? What what can you do on what? Five. 425 is about the lower and 500 I've seen for the higher. And so what kind of vegetables are we talking about? What's what's on the low setting? Well, I don't know. Mushrooms might be or something, but and tomatoes might be, I'm guessing. I'd, I'd have to look it up, but uh, I would think that bell peppers would, you know, something that's crunchy uh, already and harder, firmer vegetable a cauliflower or something maybe would be at a higher setting. Yeah. That's my guess. My, that's my guess. They even talk about cabbage and I'm thinking, oh, Brussels sprouts. Wow, you know, grilled or roasted like that. Yeah. I don't remember cabbage. I do remember making cabbage once. Uh, it was cabbage, some kind of vinegar, a little sugar, and bacon. And that was in a some kind of a dish. And it was wonderful. It was, it was fried on the stove, but it was crunchy and bacony and sweet and soury. Well, and Brussels sprouts are small cabbages, yep. really. Oh yeah, and they are. And, so, and they're, 
Yeah. Uh, when we made some over Thanksgiving, Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. And um, I made them in the air fryer. And uh, I made them with uh, a little sugar and uh, uh, my favorite thing, <laughs> bacon. Um, yeah. It was a very good dish. Very good. I bet. Yeah. That uh, reminds me of something else I wanted to mention. Um, and I talked with you about it, Randy. But there are a lot of things that we have in our markets where they say sugar-free or no sugar added. And I just want to uh, remind everyone that those still have something in them that makes them sweet. If you're gravitating toward it and you think, oh, this tastes so good and um, it has no sugar or it has no sugar added or it's sugar-free, like um, Jello or juice or uh, I've seen things at the bakery like apple pie with no sugar added. Well, remember that the fruit in a pie or the fruit in a juice is going to give you is going to give you sugar. It's going to just naturally give you sugar. And many of times they add another sweetener like in jello, if you get it sugar-free, it's going to have something like aspartame or or, you know, one of those. So, it it I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying be aware. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying don't do this either. But remember the craze in the 80s when everybody had a juicer? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I remember listening to cassette tapes and hearing all the benefits of juicing and all that kind of stuff. Now we've swung the other way. Um, and they like you to take whole foods uh, vegetables and fruits and things and put them into a uh, blend tech or a Vitamix and use the whole fruit. And I don't mean the peel. Um, I mean, vegetables you, you certainly can, but you don't throw like a whole orange or lemon in or whatever. You peel that. But then you can zest if you want um, to save your zest. <laughs> <laughs> well, and some people even juice the rhyme. Yeah, like it's... Melon. But oh, like lemon oil in the rind is just too much for me. It's uh, yeah, too much. Yeah. I mean, um, I, but there's there are two skins on a lot of those things like grapefruit and oranges and lemons, two skins, and they'll say take off the outer but leave the other layer. Oh yeah, um, if you look so, uh, if you have a citrus peeler, if you peel with your uh, with a knife or fingernails or or, or a rotato, uh, or whatever it is that you use uh, for grapefruits. You'll find that grapefruits have that orange-like peel, and underneath that peel is it looks like, <laughs> like kind of like, sort of a hairy grapefruit, uh, <laughs> and then it's the rind or the other peel or whatever. And you know what? I have started to eat that, um, mm. only because I know it's really pretty good for me. And it's a little bitter and stuff, but um, uh, sometimes I eat it and sometimes I don't. But I certainly Vitamix it all. You know, coconut is interesting because it has the two shells. Have you ever noticed that? It's got that hard, hard wood. Real hard. Yep, like shell. And then underneath it is like a like a, a rind, right? Yeah, and it almost feels hairy. It almost <laughs> feels hairy on, the, on that one. <laughs> yeah, coconut's interesting, just like nuts. Now we've gone, we're into another 
phase, which I think is probably going to stick around, and that is, my gosh, coconuts can be used for so many things. It can be used, uh, you know, to eat if you want. You can, and you can use the coconut water slash milk for things, and you can grind up coconut into flour and make yeah. oil, um, you know, the coconut um, coconut oil you can use for, uh, for frying or for air frying or for the place of butter. Wonderful. I love coconut oil. We buy it in these great big jars now. Oh yeah, it's great. And I, it will burn easily if you're not if you don't know what's happening, it can burn easily. Yeah, but is it good? But, mm. Yeah. So just don't turn the flame too high. Yeah. Um and nuts. You can turn nuts into flowers. And nuts into milks. Yes. Oh, so, oh. Uh, so I mean we're not saying, you know, completely go natural, but you know what? It's out there if you choose to do this kind of stuff because it really is good it is good and it makes a lot of things possible i mean i don't i don't know if i would want to be uh as i don't know if i would want to go through all the work that it would take to go vegan completely and i don't know that you know if i could really give up like bacon (laughs) for one thing um i don't know but I know that I want to eat many more meals that are just vegetables, and I want to not eat um, as much meat. And, um, you know, I, I've often leaned toward fish. I haven't been eating chicken in a while. I don't eat a lot of beef. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I um, have made... Um Many more things with vegetables now, like uh, quinoa and uh, black bean burgers. <laughs> People are probably just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like what are those two doing? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and and I too am not giving up anything. But you know, as with most people, I want to feel good as I age, and I don't want to feel, uh, you know, all bulk, you know, bogged down and bulky and. There's nothing worse than a bulky big R, I'll tell you that. Uh-huh. Oh, a big R is supposed to be big and bulky. Big and beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, just we're just kind of making different choices. But still, um, you know, if somebody has a piece of ham, I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, part of what I also really like staying away from is rigidity you know and obsessive kind of oh no i mean i knew this lady you know she was so struggling with her food that she would she would go out and she would she would go to a restaurant a few days before she was supposed to go out and and with people and ask them all kinds of things about what did they put in their food and i don't know i'm just i I want to be conscious, but I don't want to be quite that serious. Yeah, I was reading a book, and I don't remember what the name of it was, but I was, it was in the 80s, and, and they were, you know, leaning even then, and who knows how far back this has gone toward eating, you know, more salads and things like that, and uh, they said that you should take the, a case of little bottles of your favorite dressing that you buy and and that time we, they didn't have really online shopping that much in the 80s but you know wherever you buy it buy these little bottles and yeah sure if you make these changes and do this and do that and do this and do that then you'll live a long life something just happened to my phone that was really weird did you hear that 
it just bleeped, kind of bleeped out. Oh, God. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old Siri showed up on your phone. I didn't mention H-E-Y-S-I-R-I. I didn't mention she heard that. It. Um, she heard it somehow. Yeah, well, anyway, um, couldn't do that. I couldn't carry a case of dressing and, you know... Um, it meant maybe bring a little bottle with you when you go somewhere? Yeah, well, this guy actually brought in a, a, a case of, like, a, a box full of little bottles to choose for what he wanted to put on a salad that night. And it's like, oh, come on, you guys, you know. I just couldn't bring myself to do that. You know, I, for years, I did really well. I mean, I loved blue cheese. So I got away blue cheese dressing. I got away from that. And then I went to ranch and I pretty much got away from that. And then I went to Caesar. Oh, I'm not sure. I love Caesar. I'm not sure that it's that much better for us. So now at this local restaurant, they have this salad that has, it has a regular salad, but it also has pecans and bits of peach and a wonderful apple cider vinaigrette. And I'm thinking, okay, I need to learn how to make this really good vinaigrette because it's delicious, and that's probably healthy for us. Yeah, um, there was this uh, company, and I'll say the name of it because you, got, you may want to look it up. I haven't for a long time, but there's this dressing that I used to get from QVC, and it was called Mucky Duck. <laughs> and uh, Mucky Duck made this wonderful vinaigrette, and it had whole cloves of garlic oh. floating in the bottle. And, of course, it was pickled by the time, you know, mm -hmm. they got it to you. So I used to get to the bottom of the bottle, and then uh, let's say there were four pieces of garlic. We'd each get two pieces, and we'd eat them right down. They were great. Wow. Um, and I loved the, their vinaigrette, and they made, I think most of their dressings uh, were vinaigrette based so if you're looking for a good brand look that brand up and i don't know how to spell it not it's not monkey but it's mucky like you know yeah well that sounds easy to find yeah and, but i also think there are plenty of recipes out there for making it yep and you can make them in your favorite blender mm. slash bullet yeah. slash yeah you know whatever you decide yep good stuff i bought a really nice garlic press-like device. Um, and if you do a search on Amazon or if you do a... I can't remember the, the exact name that it calls itself, but if you look for Dream Farm Garlic Press, you'll find it. Mm -hmm. And um, you open... There you go. Kim, did you hear that? Dream Farm <laughs> Garlic Press. <laughs> okay, uh, Kim wants this, right? Right. For um, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you open, <clears throat> Brian, you open up the handles of this device, <laughs> and you drop in one or two cloves, and then you squeeze it together, and then, you know, as it's as you're squeezing it together, it comes out these little holes like any other garlic press, but um, you open it up, and there's this little, like, um, hinged little bar that you slide back and forth kind of and it gets every little bit of garlic off of this 
uh, you know, mesh that comes from, and then you take a little lever and press down on the lever, and it, the whole skin, the whole peel just comes right out the top. There is no more need for garlic peeling. Oh, cool. So you drop the whole thing in and, you know, take out the whole peel. It's easy. You get the whole garlic all minced up, and it's great. You can do a few at a time. Yep, two or three, depending on the size. Mm-hmm. And um, you can either find it on QVC. You now, at the time I bought it was uh, for, oh, let's see, uh, oh, no, it was a total of $8, I believe. I, I think, I think, oh, I think. Gosh, you're going to break the budget with this one, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh-huh. If you go on Amazon, you'll find it for 30 ah. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is uh, QVC, they were on clearance. Don't mm. know if they have any more, um, but I know they do on Amazon. So good luck, those wow. people that are trying to buy it. They're a great product. Randy, we need something so you can send out announcements <laughs> and reach everyone, you know, really right away and loudly, you know. <laughs> But if you ask like me, a dire- big trumpet bell around your neck. Yeah. Well, if you ask me directly, I'll just say I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I got the indirect direct message last night about oh, this. Yeah. This uh, mandolin, and you know, some people in my house like with mixers. You know, there's a kitchen mixer and a music mixer. Well, there's a musical mandolin and a kitchen mandolin. Well, I didn't like the electric mandolin that I had gotten and tried i sent it back but i think i will like this is a non-electric manual mandolin and it has different blades and the real i mean i want to make potato chips so badly (laughs) so does somebody Uh, else we know i know let's see let me reformulate that sentence so does somebody else we know jason Yeah, uh, Jason is my co-host on Main Menu, and you'll, you'll hear him through all over ACB Radio. He tweeted me and asked me about it, and my first thought was to tell him, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but tell Debbie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but tell Debbie. I gave him the information that I knew about mandolins, and he bought one. Yeah, yeah and, and he, I did too. And, was- and then I said, tell Debbie about it, and he did. It was only $20, and it was free shipping. It, I guess it might have had a couple do- couple dollars for tax. And weren't but there anyway. two of them, weren't there? Two? No. No? Just one? Okay. One with blades. Four, four I think. Four, four blades. blades. Yeah. But um, I know that th- it, it's so wise to be very careful with mandolins and other things like that. So, you know, I will be. I mean, wow. There, were, there are those out there who will say, no, you don't have to be careful of mandolins. Uh, um, but they don't have any fingers. You have to, or I should say, if they do, they're probably all wrapped up. But you got to be careful. You really do. I mean... You just, I mean, I, I am. Yeah. I've sliced my hands a time or two on a mandolin. Oh. Oh. And you don't want to do that. Um, Well, if I, if I feel comfortable with it, which I think I will, then at some point I want to get a meat slicer, although nobody here wants me to. I mean, part of it is, you know, running out of space about where to put stuff, but I think there's a way. And it's, it is, it is large. Even the hand, which is the meat slicer? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's fairly large, and, and I'm still, I still advocate that 
if one gets one, you can stack up thin slices of deli meats that you prepare. I mean, non-deli meats that you turn well, into deli here, meats. Here I'm talking about not eating meat. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it may be a while. But, you know, there are other things you can slice cheese. with um, cheese and, you know, I don't eat a lot of bread, but I don't know. I don't eat a lot of bread either. And, you know, darn it, I miss bread. Uh, see, there's a very famous celebrity on a while ago that used to say, I like bread. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, with The other day we were at this um, stone fire pizza place. And, oh, my God, I had a gluten-free pizza with a garlic spread. And I had mushrooms, caramelized onions, spinach, green peppers, and goat cheese. And Des had a veggie one as well. I forgot what she had on hers. but um, And then we had that great salad. We each had one of those. And then we had this smoked salmon oh. that they serve with pita bread. And, you know, it's I love bread. But I like it when it's either like pita bread or like we, we also like the food at, uh, what is it, Jimmy Jimmy John's. They're subs. Oh, my God. They're so smart because you can get a sub, but it doesn't have a ton of bread. It's it's almost like they sort of hollow it out, and you it, you still have your bread if you want, or they wrap some things in lettuce, so you still get the taste of bread. And even with that pizza, I mean, it was really crusty, but it was it was gluten free and it was thin and. It was great. We have a Jimmy John's here. When I was at work, one of the counselors told me uh, that I went out to lunch with, said, try an unwitch. And I said, well, what is that? And I said, well, it's all wrapped in lettuce leaves. All this whole sub is in. Yeah. The weather was hot. And I went into this place and I had a nice, cool unwitch. It was cheese and meats and everything, avocado spread, and it was all wrapped up in big lettuce leaves. And, oh, was it good. I get the veggie one. It's cucumbers and avocado and... I don't even know what other vegetables, maybe some tomato and onion. and It's just, it's delicious. 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 Now, I have a friend of mine who is a retired Subway marketing agent. <laughs> <clears throat> Hear that, Tom? <laughs> His wife, Judy, listens to this show. I asked him one time, you know, you guys should really um, make some sort of a wrap like that out of leaves and Stuff your um, <laughs> stuff your material into the into the. And I'm laughing just because of the way uh, you know. It, it, it was just like in those days, it was kind of not heard of so much. But I think we're sort of turning the, mm -hmm. in that direction. And they, he just you know said, ah, nobody would really go for that, really. And um, you know, there uh, are they, other restaurants that have lettuce wraps. I think uh, Fridays, I think TGI Fridays. I remember at one point going there and they had some kind of lettuce wrap. I mean, it was, you know, it, if you really want that taste of something crusty, then, you know, maybe there's an appetizer or some chips or something, you know. Well, there is something. Now, I, I have gone to uh, eating less bread and eating wraps in, mm -hmm. in like uh, corn, either corn tortilla or... A flour tortilla. Now I hear, oh, they're not really the best for you either. They're not. I mean, they're not because they're still floury or corn or, you know, I mean, they're not, they're probably not the best for us, but they're probably not the worst either. Well, and then I heard 
I was looking online and I saw these uh, paleo, which is a whole new conversation, um, wrap made out of coconut uh, coconut mm-hmm. flour and they're really thin and I hear they're just great and oh, they gave they some really good stars uh, you know a lot of stars on them and I, I wanted to get them but oh my god I looked up it's expensive. like yeah it's like six I, I don't want to quote the price because I just don't know but they're they're expensive yeah and um, but I still want to try them are they made with coconut flour probably maybe or? Uh, co- well coconut shreds or flour or something but i guess they're super thin and you paleo gotta be careful. pretty vegan right yep yep pay well pay, did you say paleo yeah it's vegan pretty much isn't it yep yeah pretty much um but i want to try them in the worst way yeah um, you know you know maybe i will in time and the only problem is what if i just love them <laughs> well then you'll learn how to make them. <laughs> well, you know yeah, either that or I'll have to cut out my movie budget, you know, my Netflix or something. You know? oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, anything to, to be healthy and to keep doing this show, right? <laughs> Barking and stuff, that's my, my dogs. Mm-hmm. I'm known for, I guess, throughout the net as a person that has dogs and a lot of time pieces. <laughs> So, um, time pieces. Oh, do I love my Apple Watch? Oh, um, oh, I got it for my birthday. Oh, it's such a lovely gift, and it's it's rose gold. I got the smaller one. I asked Jeff Bishop if size matters. He said no, not when it comes to the Apple Watch. It doesn't. <laughs> ah. So um, it's I love the haptics because, you know, I put my Braille watch away. I put it in the drawer and it's just it's great. I don't have to, you know, I can just tap it and hear, you know, count the vibrations and and um, it's just great. And use it, you know, use a lot of different things with it. Answer text with it and. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get the second generation? Yep. Watch? Okay. Good. Good. Yep. Sure did. I'm waiting on my AirPods. They should be coming by the end of the month. Wow. You'll have to let us know what you think about those. Oh. Yeah, I sure will. No more can one use that gag anymore. Remember that Three Stooges gag? Larry would ask Mo, what, what does your watch say? And he'd say, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> oh no! You can't. I haven't heard a watch tick in years. No, you can't say that. Any, you can't say that anymore. I haven't heard watches tick in so long. <laughs> I don't know that any have ticked in quite a while. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have anything for a soundbite per se. You know, I did. I thought, what a great soundbite that would make, and I just completely forgot about it. So, I think what we'll do is just. Uh, pass up the soundbite for today okay. and we'll come up with one that is just so brilliant next time. That's right. It'll be worth the whole show because I do remember we were going to do a soundbite um, about something really incredible and I just forgot all well, about it. we did it. last time. We did We did make one um, out of what we talked about last time. Yes, we did. Yep. So I hope you enjoyed this show. A little uh, more conversation and no demos uh, this time. We have been talking, and um, we still are going to. We're still going to air demos, oh, but yeah. 
we're going to, in some cases, we're just going to maybe shorten some of them or, you know, try to, we just want to do things to try to keep it really interesting for everyone. So, uh, you know, I know that a lot of you like to hear us talk and our silliness and, and things that, and knowledge as well. And so, you know, and to have us talking at, at the beginning and at the end uh, is important as well. So anyway, just things that we're discovering. Hey, did you know we are Apple approved? What does that mean? That means you can now search for Cooking with the Hazelnuts with any podcast catcher. You can use Downcast, Overcast, Podcast from Apple, QCast for your Windows PC. In the edit field, enter in Cooking with the Hazelnuts. You'll find us. Once you do, subscribe. Tell your friends. It's all what it's cracked up to be. All right. So whatever you're eating or cooking, enjoy everybody. And uh, so we're still keeping the tradition. If you have something that you'd like to... um, Demo, we'd appreciate it. If you want to talk about the accidents or, or, or the successes in cooking or started to cook because of this show or because any show that you've heard on ACB Radio, we'd like to hear about it. Absolutely, yep. And, the, and you've got all our little announcements sprinkled in, so yeah. we're good. We're, I, I know Jeff Bishop has a way for voicemail, but it is a it is a pay Kind of thing. I think it, it might be through call aid or something, but it's it's not a free. Well, see, we stuff. only like like free ones because what we're trying to do is save up for coconut wraps. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll get something going at some point. Well, I need to get back out in the kitchen and cook. I'm cooking lots of veggies with some of that imitation crab meat and pasta, and it's kind of a version of scampi that I make. How would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's A-C-B Hazelnuts. H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-S. Do you have a suggestion for the show? Have something to offer? Just tweet us. Hey there. Well, I got Randy real excited last night talking about the dessert that I made, so he thought that you might want to know about it. (laughs) He was... uh, really wishing he had some of these ingredients. And they were really quite simple. So I knew there were some Macintosh apples, my favorite kind in the refrigerator. And I tend to like small apples, smaller than really large ones. So I took out four and uh, washed them and dried them off and cut them in half so that when I cut them, they were standing on the bottom with the little stem toward the top. And I basically cut down right through the center so that in each half, I could feel that there was some core toward the middle. So then I cut each one toward that center point. I cut through and had then fourths for each apple. And I removed, uh, just cut out a little 
uh, wedge of that core out of each one until I couldn't feel any more of it in there. And then I sliced them. Uh, just, oh, I don't know how, maybe um, half inch thick slices. And I just <laughs> put them on a paper plate. I put, oh gosh, maybe a teaspoon of sugar on all, I mean, just throughout on that plate, mixed them all with my hands, put a little cinnamon, just a couple sprinkles of cinnamon, took a little tiny bit, like a little pat of Smart Balance, and um, just kind of put that on them, just kind of mixed them all around on this plate with my hands, just threw them in the air fryer. <laughs> and um, usually I in the Phillips, I do a lot of things at 390. But I wanted to, uh, I, I felt like because they're softer, they didn't need to get done with such high heat. So I just turned it down and I don't even have it marked. We had somebody that did a wonderful presentation here about marking or knowing by counting the grooves on that air fryer. And I thought about the snack setting on the larger one with the rotisserie in the basket, but I just turned it down. Oh, maybe, um, how would I say? I guess almost like going from the knuckle of my first finger, um, the second knuckle on the bottom of to my first knuckle, if that makes any sense. It was really like, again, maybe another mm, little more than a half an inch of a turn. And um, I set that timer, I didn't act, I turned it on and I knew it was going to be about 20 minutes. Now, as I got them out, uh, they they probably could have come down a little bit more on the time. So maybe do 15 minutes and um, think about like 325 or something like that for, for the temperature. Um, or maybe, you know, you could try 350. Um, I just opened it up and I could feel they were very tender with a fork. So that was it. And then I took two Trader Joe's windmill cookies for each bowl and put apples on top. And there are still some apples left, but we did eat probably between the two of us. Uh, we ate three of the apples and then put a little ice cream on top. Didn't have any whipped cream, but just a little tiny bit of ice cream, whatever flavor you want. And there were there was some chocolate, some vanilla. I had the vanilla. And that was it. Now, the dinner that I made was also really interesting and something I've done a lot before. And I even though I've done stir fry on here, this is not exactly a stir fry. And I have done this where I've steamed the vegetables first. I've done it where I've um, partially cooked them and then put all of this together in the oven. 
Last night, I did most of it in a skillet with just first some olive oil. It would be a good idea to put the vegetables that take that are more crispy, that are harder vegetables, to put them in first and cook them longer because not everything is going to get done exactly at the same time. So like the broccoli, the cauliflower, the carrots, uh, they would go in first. The green beans didn't need quite as much. Um, What else did I throw in there? Uh, mushrooms really needed a lot less than they would than the others would. Um, I've even put spinach in this. Um, you could put really any vegetables you want. Uh, oh, bell peppers. They could go in. It depends on if you want them crispy or not, but they could go in um, maybe a little later than the broccoli and the cauliflower, the bell peppers could go in a little later than those, maybe when you put in the green beans. Um, Then I also added sun-dried tomatoes, imitation crab meat, minced garlic, um, and um, the minced garlic could go in sooner sooner when you start it with the oil, except that you want to make sure you don't burn that garlic. So, um, And then... Um, I added some, uh, dried chopped parsley and basil, um, and some smart balance and smart balance is made with olive oil. Um, I cooked some tricolored veggie pasta that has several vegetables in it and, um, put all of this mixture on top. And, oh man, it was good and it was light. And, uh, well, Des and I just absolutely loved it. So, anyway, hope that's uh, useful. You can vary that in lots of different ways. I've added shrimp or scallops instead of imitation crab meat. Um, It would be good just by itself with the veggies and the pasta. So, anyway, enjoy. Happy cooking. I'm going to bring you a device... It's a device that uh, I think is pretty cool. It's just a device that just works. There's no buttons, no switches. This is a water filter. The taste that comes out of this water filter is so cool. I uh, just thought that I would share it with you. The uh, device is called Aquasana. That's A-Q-U-A-S-A-N-A. Aquasana. Basically, there are two models. And, of course, I got mine from QVC. You can find them on Amazon, but I chose this one because you could put them on easy pay. I paid four payments of around $25, I think. Now, this unit is not a gravity-fed unit. On some water purifiers such as Brita or Pure, and I'm not knocking any of these filters, I am just tired of waiting forever for water to drip through. I, I get really tired of waiting to have water drip through a gravity-fed system. With this water purifier, everything is taken care of in about one minute or so, depending on how much water that I make. Aquasana uh, comes in two flavors, and I don't mean flavors that you can taste, it comes in two models. One is you get an extra filter with it, and that's it. The other one comes with an extra pitcher that you can store in your fridge, and 
have cold water. The main docking unit holds a gallon of water and it is on demand and I'll explain what that means. Basically you dock the main pitcher to its docking station and no buttons are required. When it's filled with water it runs through a filter. It starts a pump that forces water through the filter and when it's done making a sound your water is completely purified. Normally I wouldn't put this out but I've been so happy with the flavor of the water and that is to say there's no flavor in the water. <laughs> you can't smell any chlorine, you certainly can't taste anything and the coffee that you can make with it, uh, I have a Keurig, the coffee that you can make with it is so superior to anything that I've had. Literally you can taste full coffee flavor, it's just incredible. And if it sounds like I'm really enamored with this device, I really am. Tell you some of the downfalls. I always try to give you the, the drawbacks before I give you the demonstrations, just so you know I'm trying to be as fair as I can be. I have the water pitcher in my hand. It's a full gallon. And this is the pitcher that goes into the fridge. I will set it down so that you can hear what it sounds like. You can take the cover off. I have the cover in my hand here. I will set it down on the uh, countertop and you can hear by the pitcher and by the cover it's made out of plastic but not only is it made out of plastic it's made by a substance that I would call it more of a hard plastic and if it were to drop I believe it would crack so if you get one of these devices be very careful I'm going to take it over to the sink I'm going to rinse it out just because we don't want any nasty algae type stuff in it. So pardon me while I turn the water on and give it a rinse. There's two ways to fill it. They want you to fill the inner chamber of this pitcher and it has an outer chamber. Inner, out. When you fill the inner chamber and dock it, the filtered water is drawn up from the inner chamber and falls into the outer chamber. It's a little bit hard to grasp. The pitcher is really easy to handle. It's got a great big handle on it and a big easy spout that you can pour from. The really cool thing about it is its cover. It has a little circle and if you were to press it, it makes a sound like this. It's no more than a pressure valve. It's so that you can put the cover on the pitcher. Now that it's on, I will tap the little circle again. Now the reason for the pressure valve is so that you can put it under the faucet without taking off the cover and you can hear when it's filled. Just use your ears, use your finger to test the water to see if it's up to the right level if you want, but usually you can hear it. Or you can simply just take your nozzle from your kitchen sprayer and fill it that way. That's how I fill the docking station. The docking station runs off of AC power. It is rectangular. It holds water. It has the same pressure valve in the tank and in this docking station on the back of it you have a cover that you can turn the top of the tank the whole top turns counterclockwise and is removed and then the filter is inserted in the tank and then you simply put the top of the tank back on and you're ready to fill the main body of the pitcher with the same 
nozzle from your sprayer that you would. Or you can take the pitcher off, which I'm going to do right now. I'm going to undock it. Just lift up and pull away. The water is room temperature and you use it for coffee or whatever that you want to use it for. The other pitcher goes into the fridge. However, you have to take one pitcher off and then replace it and then you can fill the other pitcher and put it on it will start the filtering process. I'll explain that. Now this is the refrigerator pitcher. Set it down and I'm going to uh, take the nozzle from the sink, pull it out and I'm going to stick the nozzle into the top of the cover and it's touching the pressure valve and when I turn on cold water I will press the top of the nozzle that's going to fill the inner chamber of the refrigerator pitcher. I'm doing that right now and it's almost full another little shot of water there it goes it's full and now I'm going to just pick up the pitcher and I'm going to dock it with the unit there is no switches nothing to press or anything once it's docked you'll hear the motor begin and it will pump that water in and you'll be able to hear when it's done I'm just going to set it right on the dock Make sure it's lined up. Now you'll hear it change pitch in a minute. And that's all there is to it. When it changes pitch, there is a light that changes from one color to another to let you know that it's almost done. Of course, we use our ears and we can tell when the water is fully filtered. I'm going to take this pitcher off. This pitcher will go into the refrigerator. I'm going to walk over and I'm going to pick up this on-demand water pitcher that has water already in it and dock it with the station and you won't hear anything because it's got a sensor in the machine that it knows it's the on-demand docking pitcher. I'll pick it up and put it on its base, sliding it forward. And you can hear there is no pump because the water is not filtered yet. To get filtered water out of this pitcher, this on-demand pitcher has a faucet. It comes straight off the pitcher. There's a button on top of the faucet and when I push it, water will be filtered through the filter and it will be at room temperature and now you can use it for coffee or whatever that you want to use it for, for cooking or whatever. It's one gallon and I'm going to press down on the button on the faucet and you'll hear the pump. You're gonna hear water coming into this little 8 ounce glass and I will drink the water. Yes, I will. <laughs> I'm pressing the button down now. And I took my finger off the button and it stopped. Take a drink now. Ah, that's so good. Now there is no taste in the water, no chemical taste as I said before. You really owe it to yourself to try one of these devices out if you like water that has no taste. I know that sounds silly, but oh, is it good. That's about it, guys. Aquasana, A-Q-U-A-S-A-N-A. -A -A. Pick one up from QVC or, or, or Amazon. Hope you enjoyed this demonstration. Thanks for downloading.
listening. I forgot to mention, you can order the filters. They last for six months apiece, and they're around $37 apiece. Well, you all take care until next time, and we'll be seeing you... Yeah, in two weeks. In two weeks. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye now. Bye.